Fantasy News. News Radio 1000 FM 97.7. Stay connected. Stay informed. Good morning to you on this Tuesday morning, the 7th day of March. It's 8.02 and now 37 degrees in downtown Seattle. Along with Brian Calvert, I'm Manda Factor. And here's what's happening. Hospitals must hire enough nurses to meet safe staffing, staffing levels, that is. That's what's proposed in a bill that's now passed the state Senate. Senator Mark Mullet, Issaquah Democrat, says hospitals who fail to meet the target face state regulatory enforcement. There's a clear incentive for every hospital in the state after this bill passes to do everything they can to try to staff up and hire workers. The bill comes in response to nurses who say hospitals are deliberately understaffing their wards to boost profits. The state house will hear the bill next. Where will hospitals find the nurses they need to meet new minimum staffing requirements? Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake tells us there's new legislation for that as well. It's one thing to command hospitals to staff up. It's another to ensure they can find qualified nurses. Senate Bill 5538 makes it easier to rehire retired nurses by removing a penalty that would reduce their pension benefits. Sponsor Annette Cleveland, a Democratic State Senator from Vancouver, tells of a constituent, a retired nurse, who wanted to help relieve the nursing shortage. But was unable to consider returning to work um, due to the penalty that currently exists. Exists that would actually reduce her retirement for life. The bill that has now passed the state Senate allows retired nurses to work for a fixed number of hours without penalty. A second bill addressing the nurse shortage has also passed the Senate. It adds Washington to the multi-state nurse licensure compact under which a single nursing license qualifies a nurse to work in any one of 37 states. It's expected to attract out-of-state nurses to Washington where nurse pay is among the highest in the nation. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. Nurses in Washington may soon be eligible for workers' comp if they're suffering from PTSD. Republican Senator Ann Rivers of La Center says the pandemic is only one thing nurses have to deal with. Lest us not forget that there are many, many other things that are happening that mere mortals couldn't survive and yet our nurses do. This bill is similar to one passed in 2018, which allows PTSD workers' comp coverage for police and firefighters. This has passed the Senate and now moves on to the House. It's 8.04. Your traffic every 10 minutes on the fours here at Northwest News Radio. Let's get over to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center and check in with Kiara Jordan. We are working with a crash in Gig Harbor, eastbound 16 near Burnham Drive, partially blocking the roadway, and I'm seeing heavy slowing from about Purdy Drive into the area. We still have a crash in downtown Seattle, traveling eastbound on Marion at 2nd Avenue. That is taking up the right lane. Eastbound 16 also expect delays between Pearl and Union. Northbound I-5 backs up from the 5 curve to State Route 18, busy from 320th into SeaTac, and then slow in Seattle, mid-Boeing Field to the Convention Center. On southbound I-5, we're going to see fairly t- Typical crowding from 405 into Shoreline and then getting busy again starting just south of Northgate much of the way to the Convention Center. We're still getting backed up on both uh, westbound State Route 204 and US 2 as you're approaching the trestle. Still nothing being reported in the area. Northbound 167, you're finding delays from Ellingson to 277th and between 180th and 405. Eastbound 18 has been challenging along much of Tiger Mountain to I-90 this morning. If you are going from Linwood to Bellevue, we're looking at 48 
48 minutes. Rent into Bellevue, 32-minute drive. And if you're traveling from Bellevue into Seattle, we're now at 33 minutes on westbound I-90, 24 minutes if you use West 520. Our next Northwest traffic app, 814. Our report this time is sponsored by Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Call Beacon today and save $50 on all heating and air conditioning. Just call 1-800-FREAKIN and stop freaking. Call Beacon. Let's get on to your forecast now, sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Here's Como 4's Kristen Clark. We'll have to dodge just a few nuisance showers again today, but we will see times of strong March sunshine. And that's going to feel quite warm on the face despite daytime temperatures holding in the 40s. A trend that will continue for the next few days. Again, nuisance showers on Wednesday, interrupting what sun we do see tomorrow. And then clouding up on Thursday as choppy water develops along our coastal beaches with a stronger storm moving inland on Friday. That brings in more of a widespread rain up and down the I-5 corridor and a quick 5 to 10 inches of fresh snow at the Cascade Passes into early Saturday. In the Como 4 Weather Center, meteorologist Kristen Clark. Right now in Bremerton, it's 34 degrees. Everett checking in with 37. Olympia, 31 degrees. In Tacoma, 37. Issaquah, also 37. And in downtown Seattle, a little bit of sunshine and 40 degrees. It's 8.07. Would-be thieves left a big mess behind this morning at the GameStop at Tacoma near 72nd and Portland Avenue. Tacoma police say someone rammed a stolen Kia into the front door at about 2.30 this morning. Officers responded to the burglary alarm within four minutes, but the people in the car had already run off. This is at least the 10th crash and grab that we have seen since December all across western Washington. And even talking to uh, others out here, we know that number is much higher, but that was just from a quick search of the stories that we've been to over the last couple of months. Kummel Force Lee Stoll reports whoever was in that stolen car ran off before police got there. A community morning after high schooler and Rainier native Jesse Uch was killed in a car crash. Uch was just 17 years old and a cheerleader at Rainier High School with a promising future. The Thurston County Sheriff's Office said she was in the passenger seat when an 18-year-old driver hit a curb, lost control, and crashed into another car. He was seriously hurt and is facing DUI charges. What we do know, uh, we feel like it would have been preventable. And, and that is very hard, something that should not have happened. Members of the community also coming together, holding hands and praying for Uch and her family. And close friends like Shelton will be with them every step of the way. Because I love them. They're family. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're my family, too. In Rainier, Mahider, Como News. The pressure is mounting for the Bellevue School District to provide answers to a long list of financial questions directly from the district's board of directors. Como Force Denise Whitaker has more. What is the actual deficit? How much time do we have to deal with it? I need to know what the big picture is. How does that plan fit together? How will these decisions impact our ability to make the next level of decisions. The public had the chance to listen in on this meeting, as I did, and a few of them afterward told me they were shocked that the board members didn't already have all of that financial information, along with the criteria used to choose Wilburton, Eastgate, and Ardmore as the schools slated for closure. Some of the board members also asked the very question some parents have been repeatedly asking. We ask a demographer, a second demographer, have we gotten the answer to the dem uh, second demographer? 
If not, why not? The answer to that question is expected to come out with all of the others by Wednesday afternoon before the board's next meeting. Denise Whitaker, Como News. A search is underway for a new superintendent of Lakewood Public Schools. Eric Heinz reports Scott Peacock is leaving after four years on the job. He informed the school board and staff in late January that he'll leave at the end of the current school year. Scott Peacock told the Everett Herald he's not retiring, but admits he's uncertain of his next professional move. He joined the Lakewood School District on July 1st, 2019, after nearly 25 years with the Snohomish School District. The board is looking to hire a successor by the end of April. Eric Heinz, Northwest News Radio. It's 810. That's time to get to the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk. Once again, here's Tom Hutler. Well, both sides said they wanted to work something out, and yesterday they did. The Seahawks and quarterback Geno Smith came to terms on a three-year contract to keep him with the team, reportedly worth up to $105 million over the life of the three-year deal. An average salary of $35 million would tie Kirk Cousins for the 10th highest salary among NFL quarterbacks. Number nine, Gonzaga advanced to the championship game of the West Coast Conference with an 84-73 win over San Francisco last night in the semifinals from Las Vegas. The Bulldogs will face number 16, St. Mary's, for the tournament title. These two teams seem to wind up playing for the championship every year. They split two regular season games. Zag senior forward Drew Timmy was asked how he feels about the Gales. I've said this before. We kind of have a respected hatred for each other. Like, we, we don't like each other, but at the same time, we respect each other. We all play hard. It brings the best out of all of us, and that's what the game's all about. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like a controlled rage that happens between the two programs, and uh, there's no love lost, but at the end of the day, we respect each other. Tip time from Las Vegas tonight, 6 o'clock. This afternoon at 1, the 16th-ranked Gonzaga women's team takes on Portland for the West Coast Conference title. The Huskies and Cougars open play in the Pac-12 Conference Tournament tomorrow, also from Las Vegas. Eighth-seed Washington facing ninth-seeded Colorado at noon to open the tournament. And fifth-seeded Washington State will take on 12th-seeded Cal at uh, 2.30 tomorrow. Sports at 10 to 40 past each hour. Tom Hutler, Northwest News Radio. Thanks, Tom. A not guilty plea from Marshawn Lynch's attorney on the former Seahawk running back behalf Monday. Uh, Lynch is accused of driving under the influence in August of last year. Officers say they found Lynch asleep behind the wheel with the door open at the time. He Lynch says he was not under the influence but says he had stolen the car. The battle for the city of Bakhmut appears to be reaching its climax in Ukraine. We get the update from ABC's James Longman. With casualties soaring on both sides. Russia's attacks find the city on the brink. Putin's forces have blitzed it relentlessly, street by street, building by building, every inch a war zone. But this persistence is at a cost to Russia, with reports that Russian casualties are several times that of the Ukrainians. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of Russia's mercenary force here, is complaining they're running low on troops and ammunition, now resorting to sending in untrained prisoners to fight, saying that the Russian military might be diverting resources elsewhere. Warning, if we retreat from Bakhmut, then the entire front will crumble. And overnight, reports some newly mobilized Russian reservists are being sent into combat in Ukraine with just their firearms and shovels. There's new alarming video posted by the Ukrainian government's Human Rights Commission. It shows the moment a Ukraine Ukrainian soldier, who's believed to be a prisoner of the Russians, is executed after saying, Slava Ukraini, glory to Ukraine. Now, there have been some rumors that Ukraine is perhaps preparing to with retreat or withdraw from Bakhmut. President Zelensky spoke last night. He said those rumors are absolutely not true. And actually, that the Ukrainian strategy has been to divert Russia's attention to Bakhmut in order that they can better secure this entire region. So the town I'm in now, other towns across the Donbass, they've had months to prepare for a Russian onslaught, and they think that they've managed to do that. So even if Bakhmut falls in the next days or weeks or even months, uh, what the fight to 
to come would be much more difficult for Russia. ABC's James Longman. The Defense Department has hired a California company to develop a drone that can be used for air-to-air combat. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is funding the Long Shot Program to produce an unmanned vehicle that can be launched from a bomber and engage enemy aircraft on its own. The next step is to develop detailed designs for ground and wind tunnel tests. If those tests are successful, the government expects to produce a prototype of the drone next year. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin made an unannounced visit to Iraq today. One U.S. official said the Pentagon chief's visit aims to show the U.S. is committed to maintaining a military presence in Iraq nearly 20 years after leading the invasion that brought down Saddam Hussein. Austin was the last commanding general of U.S. forces in Iraq after the 2003 invasion. It's 814. And time for your traffic. We do it every 10 minutes on the fours here at Northwest News Radio. Let's get you to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center and Kiara Jordan. Well, if you're trying to work your way into Gig Harbor this morning, we have an issue on eastbound 16. Uh, it is near Burnham Drive. All eastbound lanes are currently blocked by a crash. Now, traffic is getting through. You are using the shoulder to do so, but that is a slow process. And we've got a two-mile bumper-to-bumper backup into the area. Northbound I-5 is going to be busy in South Tacoma as you're approaching 56. We'll see some light slowing approaching State Route 18. Then we're busy from 320th all the way into South Center, and you will be fighting your way on North 5 from about mid-Boeing field to Mercer on southbound I-5. We're seeing fairly typical heavy slowing from 405 into Shoreline. As you pull away from Northgate, we thicken back up again and you're going to struggle to reach Mercer. We are seeing a heavy morning on both of our westbound lake bridges now across uh, uh, Lake Washington. If you're going from Bellevue to Seattle, we're now 38 minutes on westbound I-90, 25 minutes on westbound 520. Southbound 405 has been packed out of Alderwood through Bothell and now busy starting just north of 85th to 520 on northbound 405. It is a sluggish commute from the Valley Freeway into Newcastle and again from Cold Creek Parkway into downtown Bellevue. That Valley Freeway itself, that's slowing down from Ellingson to 277th and between 180th and 405. Our next Northwest traffic out, 824. And our forecast sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. We do have a chance of showers in the forecast for today, but also partly sunny, a high of 49. We'll cloud up again overnight, low of 34. For tomorrow, there is a chance of showers again by midday, a high near 50. And then Thursday, it's going to be cold enough early on that we might see a few snowflakes in the morning, mixing with the rain, afternoon showers, and warming up to about 50 on Thursday. Right now in downtown Bellevue, it's 37 degrees. Downtown Seattle, it's 40. News Radio 1000 FM 97.7, your information station with Manda Factor and Brian Calvert, sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. Frank Lindsay's at the editor's desk. It's 8:16. Mexico's president says two of the four Americans who were recently kidnapped there are dead. The other two are alive. They were kidnapped after crossing the border near Brownsville, Texas, last week. Family members say they had traveled there for a medical procedure from South Carolina. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador said the group was caught in the crossfire between two armed groups before they were taken away at gunpoint. The Federal Reserve is likely to increase interest rates higher than previously thought to tame inflation. Ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. That's what Fed Chair Jerome Powell said while testifying this morning before a Senate committee. Powell said while inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting it down to the Fed's goal of 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. 
The man accused of a mass shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue has appeared in court for the first time in more than four years. Robert Bowers did so yesterday as the first phase of jury selection got underway. Prosecutors say Bowers killed 11 people in an attack on a synagogue in October of 2018. The White House says Norfolk Southern needs to clean up the mess it's made after recent derailments. This is White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. We're going to have an investigation. We're going to see exactly uh, what occurred. But in the meantime, we have to hold them accountable to make sure uh, the community is, uh, is made whole again. On the Northwest Newsline, ABC's Ike Ajachi. Ike, what else is the Biden administration saying about this? They said that Norfolk Southern really has to take the brunt of this right now. And they said that this all lies at their foot, this entire environmental issue. And we have to take a look. Norfolk Southern has been responsible for four train derailments in under five months. And if we look at it nationally, there's about a thousand train derailments each year. This is a problem that the White House wants to tackle at the moment. But as that was going on, we saw that Norfolk Southern itself released what they're calling is a six-point plan they hope will enhance safety moving forward. What does that look like? What are the safety points they are bringing up? Well, part of the plan calls for about 200 new and enhanced hot-bearing detectors to its network. They already have about 1,000 of these hot-bearing detectors. They're going to add more of them. And essentially, there's sensors that can detect rapidly rising temperatures of wheel bearings. Now, the NTSB said that an overheated wheel bearing on one of the train wheels from East Palestine about five weeks ago was partially for the reasoning for that train to derail. These sensors can alert train crews as to when a possible derailing uh, while the train is in motion, uh, one of those bearings, uh, when they're possibly becoming a little too hot. And the plan also calls for acoustic bearing detectors. Those analyze vibrations inside the axle. That could potentially identify problems that a visual inspection could miss. Mike, are you getting any indication that this plan will be enough to satisfy Congress? After all, we have several members who want to, to pass some congressional rules. They want a hearing. They want to really look into safety rules. That's right. We see both Ohio senators, uh, Sherrod Brown, Democratic senator himself, Republican Senator J.D. Vance introducing the Railway Safety Act of 2023. That legislation imposes far more and far stricter uh, rules for these companies. But we're also seeing some hesitancy throughout the halls of Congress. We know that members of House, some far-right conservative members, have said that these rules seem a little too overly restrictive. We know that they want as little government as possible. But nevertheless, all these uh, uh, stressors from both Congress and obviously the local community there, uh, it's going to be a lot to weigh on Norfolk Southern. And it'll be imperative for them to uh, put in these changes, put in these uh, effects that they say will increase safety uh, as quickly as possible. Ike, thank you for the update. ABC's Ike Ajachi. It's 8.20. And you know that sound means it's time for your money update, brought to you by StockCharts.com. Home prices in King County have dropped for the first time since May of 2020. February's prices are down 7%, making it the first year-over-year drop since the housing market began to cool off. 
The FDA has issued a warning about children accidentally ingesting products with THC, with many made in packaging that looks like brand name candies and cereals. More from ABC's Lionel Moise. A recent study links the dramatic increase in cases of kids accidentally ingesting cannabis to the legalization of marijuana. Researchers have seen a nearly 1,400% increase with about 200 cases reported in 2017 compared to more than 3,000 cases in 2021. Most of those children two to three years old, prompting calls for parents to not only talk to their kids about the dangers, but to ensure products with cannabis stay out of reach. It's actually already against the law to sell edibles in bright colors or packaging that may attract kids' attention here in Washington. And Microsoft has laid off another 689 workers from its Seattle area offices. A company spokesperson confirmed the cuts to the Times. That brings the total local layoffs so far to nearly 2,200 or 22% of the 10,000 global cuts that CEO Satya Nadala announced back in January. Microsoft's not saying how many of the 10,000 cuts will be here in our area. So far, it's a down day on Wall Street. The Dow is down about 300 points at 33,131. S&P 500 down 40 and the NASDAQ down 91 points. Money news at 20 and 50 minutes past the hour. A traffic update with Kiera next. It's 821. Know what others don't. Check back three, four, five times a day for the latest news, traffic, and weather. Stay connected. Stay informed with News Radio 1000 FM 97.7 and streaming on your smart speaker. Your information station.